Good day, everyone. My name is Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Mullen. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast coming to you on Sunday. What's today's date, Bill? Today is June 27th. 27th. There you go. Oh, yeah. 2021. We got with us today Jeffrey Hughes. How you doing? Back with us. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And uh, Jeff preached today for us, everyone. If you've not listened to the sermon yet, go ahead and click on that button below. Listen to today's sermon. It's not one you want to miss. Jeff preached from Acts chapter 13, and I thought he did a pretty remarkable job, Bill. Yeah, it's not an easy chapter. I mean, you have so much going into yeah. uh, this. This is a new section of the book of Acts. I mean, we literally are leaving behind the uh, the excitement and the energy of Jerusalem. We are now moving past the expansion out to Antioch, and now it's getting real. I mean, yeah. the kingdom is on the move. And chapter 13 is supposed to be one of those blocks that you kind of break down into certain pieces right. and you kind of, you're supposed to, you know, kind of, okay, let's see what the Holy Spirit's doing in the first three verses. Let's see what he's doing in the next 12. And then let's, let's finish off with uh, this, this now this journey into uh, Antioch Pisidian. Uh, but uh, instead, uh, Jeff did a great job of walking us through and giving us a great highlight reel. And uh, I loved the unity of your sermon that it was about wa- when you walk with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then you listed out several opportunities that come along with walking with the Holy Spirit. So, Jeff, why don't you kind of fill us in? How, you know, obviously you had to be led by the Holy Spirit to, to do this because <laughs> sure. you found out on Wednesday you were preaching. Yes, and uh, you were you were you immediately started walking through it. So tell us your thought process. What led you to break this chapter down like that? Uh, tell us what was going on. Um. Well, you know, I was I like to dwell in each passage before I preach it. I not like just preaching from one passage. It really helps me to kind of like zone in and really try to listen to how the spirit is speaking what the spirit is trying to tell me and it really helps me to insert myself into you know the narrative it helps me to you know just read the bible in a way that is impactful for me and so i took the whole chapter you know i was and realized it was a lot but i saw the theme of you know they were sent after fasting you know they were sent off you know the holy spirit told them that they need to send paul and barnabas you know the spirit you know called Paul to speak out against Elymas or Bar Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they they kept, they just kept walking. I saw that theme of the spirit and I thought about how uh, Antioch sent them out. And if you keep reading into chapter 14, they go back to Antioch. And I just thought about like, man, how cool that would have been like that, that circle that they would have made, you know, walking with the Holy Spirit and what they would have said when they got back. And so they would have talked about what happened. So I just thought about preaching about what happened. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's, and that is a great news, right? That's our theme, good news. And, and, and you did a very good job. You had four very simple points, but I love the idea when you walk with the Spirit, you meet people, right? Which is your first point. You testify to the truth. You will face adversity, <laughs> you know, and you will see others uh, meet, uh, meet and experience God. Yeah. I love very simple points to make um i'm really i mean blown away when you said you were gonna you know it's interesting jeff said 
Bill says, I, you know, I can't exegete this whole. He said, <laughs> but I thought you went on to do a very masterful job of doing that very thing. Yeah, I know. You, you hate to call a man who preached the word of God a liar. Yeah. But, uh, bro, you should not lie to the congregation by saying you didn't do a very good job yeah. exegeting this passage. Yeah, you lowered expectations really well. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't intentional. <laughs> you really over delivered. No, it was very well done. And, and as I shared in my response today, I was really just impacted, you know, just the simple you meet people and you meet people who are like you. And I love that you, you, you drew out how, you know, I thought it was really well done that, that, that Bar Jesus rem, probably reminded Paul of himself, you know, uh, and I love that, that you made that connection. Mm. Uh, and so I, I'd love to hear about how you landed there. And, and, and it's, it is very obvious when you talk about he's, he goes blind. Paul, I'm going just a, and like a like a light bulb went on. For anyway, I was just, how did you land there? So, uh, just read the passage a couple times, yeah. and you know, it it really just struck me how harsh he attacked that man. You know, right. like those were some extremely strong words. And I can only imagine what, how they would have came across in like the the original language. Sure. And so I'm like, well, you have to have a reason why you would go off on someone like that. Was it just simply because it, he was blaspheming God? I mean, that very much could have been the case. But when I saw the parallel of him going blind, yeah, it made me think that like, man, you you oftentimes are harsh on people that you that remind you of yourself, you know. And so that's why, and then it clicked for me that like, man, maybe Paul really made that connection and it really, it convicted me when I thought about it that way. Yeah, that's a really good point. And boy, it is true. I I know I'm that way. Uh, I tend to be strongest about the things that I was engaged in. And it really is a, I don't want you to be, don't make the same mistakes I made, right? Our parents said that to us. They would get on our case, they jump on us. I don't want to make you the same mistake. I mean, so you can look at Paul being harsh at this guy as something that's mean spirit, or you can look at it like Paul says the words that really that needed to be said. He spoke the truth to this guy in a way, as you said. Who else would Bar Jesus have listened to? Yeah, other than a guy like Paul. So I think he goes, "Man, you're 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 one of me. You're you're being that strong." It maybe made him pay attention. So. Yeah, you know, and it's one of the things, Jeff, that uh, I thought you did a great job. With I I agree with uh, with Vince. I mean, your first point was one that if that if you just had said that and walked off the stage, yeah. everyone would have been convicted because that is true, mm. you know. And I think you did a great job of even kind of reminding people, you know, you know, because again, we kind of go, okay, wow, he was super harsh, but he gave him the same opportunity that he was given. Yes. Right? You know, Paul did for him the same thing that Jesus did for uh, for Paul, and so you you really kind of uh, you you kind of charge the group with like you know when you walk with the Holy Spirit, you're gonna be given the opportunity to share with people that only you can share with. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. it is interesting that it wasn't Barnabas that that confronted him. It, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know. John Mark, of course, we're not sure John Mark ever confronted anyone, uh, <laughs> but uh, but it was Certainly it was here. it was Paul, it was yeah. Paul that did that, and I love the fact that you reminded people that uh, 
that even though Paul really kind of challenged him bluntly, there was a grace in doing for him what was done for him. It almost kind of helps us to interpret where Paul was at as he looked at his own testimony. Mm. You know, that his without his blindness, would he even be proclaiming God's word? Mm. And, uh, and so I thought that was really good. And I loved how you transitioned into your next point about walking with the spirit allows us to testify to the, I had the grace of God, uh, you know, the uh, truth. I have the truth, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so either way, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you grace te- is truth. You testify, <laughs> way. but I love the fact that you, of yeah. all the things you could have picked out in, uh, in Paul's, uh, sermon here, which by the way, read the whole sermon, but it, yeah. of all the things that you picked out, you really picked up on the tail end of that by, by spending some time with Habakkuk. You know, obviously, Paul is quoting uh, kind of a, a kind of an obscure passage. Uh, certainly, it would have been familiar for those waiting for the kingdom, but it but it really wasn't one of those main passages that Jews turned to. With oh, let's spend some time with God's word. This is one of those that when they came across it, it would have disturbed them. And here, Paul is using it as a way to say, you know. Uh, you know, there is a hope when you open your mouth. Mm. There is a hope that God is going to do something that even if you were told ahead of time, you would not believe it. Uh, I, I noticed that that was something that seemed to be really close to your heart as you were preaching. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what was what you were thinking uh, as you really put that point together? Us? Good question, man. I think uh, so. Shout out to uh, Ministry and Training Program uh, 2013. We <laughs> we uh, looked at the minor prophets over that summer, and uh, when we looked at Habakkuk, that uh, book stood out to me because of the questions that Habakkuk had, and that scripture was actually one of our memory scriptures. And so when I read this passage in Acts the first time, I was like, man, that sounds familiar. Then I looked at the footnote and was like, oh, wow, that was, I was kind of ashamed. I didn't remember that that was the memory scripture, but it came back to me, you know, after I read it a couple times and looked at the footnote and just the concept of uh, God can do more than we can imagine you know, what does our faith look like when we when when we believe that? Because even if we have faith that God can do something, God can do even more than what the faith we have. That's a powerful statement. And I was thinking about in my life, do do I believe that? You know, how would I act if I believe that? You know, how do I act when I don't believe that? Yeah. And yeah. so as I meditated on that and thought about that, I was like, I have to I have to share that when I when I preach. Um uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where that came from, and it definitely is a close to my heart for sure. That's good. Amen. Amen. Which kind of I thought your ter- third point was really well said. I, I do love. I, I like it when we talk about adversarial persecution. I think you can't mm-hmm. talk about spreading the truth without talking about there's going to be opposition, and that's certainly what you know uh, for sure. Face, yeah, the, the disciples face that and. And you know, you just simple point. You will have adversary. You will have adversity. Mm-hmm. And I love that you 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 broaden the ideal of persecution, not only the persecution but adversity as well. And that there's a lot of adversity. It's not just about someone getting in your face and saying, "How dare you preach that?" But 
adversity just comes in many forms. When you're walking with the Spirit, adversity comes. I mean, it may be not getting a job you want because, well, you know, that's going to require you to miss church on a Sunday or you're not going to get ahead in life or in your career or there will be adversarial moments. No one's going to be, you know, directly persecuting you. In this country, I think people are kind of fearful to say anything to anyone right now. (laughs) But I think there's a lot of adversity that Christians face. If you're not going along with the crowd, if you're not engaging in this or getting involved in that, involved in that. So, but... You know, uh, and I, but I love this point. Our our response to adversity is not just for us. That the, there's people that are watching and observing us, watching us overcome, watching us be victorious, and we are too ministering to. I won't just say next generation. We're ministering to many others as they watch us endure the adversity that we face in life. So. Thank you for sharing that point. Wonder if there was anything else you wanted to share about that specifically. Um, no, nah, man. I really, uh, I really liked the thought of we we like overcoming adversity. I sure, mean, a lot yeah. of a lot of the stories that we enjoy, a lot of the movies that we like to watch. It's like the main character is overcoming some form of adversity and. I I didn't think about persecution as adversity until after I was kind of working on this sermon and was like, man, we there's a lot of things that like are obstacles to our faith, and the people who I respect the most in the faith are people that have overcome a lot of things, and so I think that when I feel when I feel faithless and when I feel like my faith is faith is low. You know, it does help to think about times when it was high, but it also helps to you know look out and see those examples and the people around me. So I think that. It's, it's very much you can think that the life that you live in you just you're not having an impact or like it's i'm overcoming this for me but man I'm not saying that you overcome things for other people specifically sure. but it is helpful yeah. to to see other people overcome so yeah and i think one of the, one of the blessings of persecution is mm. that it crystallizes what you're really all about yeah mm. you know and we see that with paul and barnabas yeah you know we uh you know I love what you what you said. We had to speak the word of God to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard that emphasized before, but yeah. I was like, that was money. Um, you know, and since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. And without persecution, yeah. does this passage mean as much to Paul and Barnabas as it would in the future? Yeah. I, I think persecution is, you know, obviously we're going to run into it. If you walk with the Spirit, you will be persecuted. As Paul would later write, anyone who wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I love at the end of his first missionary journey, we must bear many wounds in order to enter the kingdom of God. (laughs) Like, great TiVo, Paul. Um, (laughs) But I think think this is is something that you brought out and really helped the church to kind of be reminded of it, that this is part of it. We are up against a very secular, very tolerant, let's not draw any lines, let's not make anyone feel bad, even if what they're doing is bad. Right. Um, let's give them a trophy for existing kind of kind of society. And yet, uh, although we are called to love every single person, there is that moment where the Holy Spirit calls us to speak truth. 
Yeah. And when you speak truth, you will be persecuted. I, I love how you just, you let the text remind us that this is part of it, but you also emphasize that had they not responded, do we see things like when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. If they had not heard that, would, would, the, would this little section of passage end with, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. We don't know. The good news is we don't have to know. Right. Yeah. And I, I love the call. I love the call to, you got, if, if you're facing this, stand your ground. The word of God's got your back. Preach what you know, because persecution will crystallize your ministry. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that you brought that out, bro. So no. good. Yeah. And which, you know, which led to your, I'd say, fourth point. You didn't really introduce them as points, but, you know, you see others, you know, experience God. And I, I love that, you know, so much of this sermon, and this is what the book of Acts is, it really is about others. This sermon yeah. is about others. It's even the adversity you face. As you go through it, you know, I mean, being able to look beyond ourselves and and, and realize, and I, I think it's actually true. I, I'm not sure that the things we go through in life, they are probably more testimonial than they are for our, we take it upon ourselves. That's a good oh, point. This is about me. Oh, God's just mad at me. And God's right. going, I have something so much bigger in store. I want your life to preach. You know how many people I'm trying to connect with and reach? God's on this incredible mission to save souls. And we are. We say, I want to be used by God. But not like that, God. (laughs) Can I get to choose how you use me? So I love that you say we will see others meet and experience God. And I think that is true. Staying in step with the Spirit, you can't help but go through this stage. And I love that you talked about even the return and beginning because what, what you just, this really is sort of the hero's journey. You know, you will, it really is, you know, just the, the, the sending out, you know, the whole circling process and, and just God transforming and everything and the return to, so what have you done? Oh, you know. Not much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I've been kind of busy, I guess. So, But I think I love that you see others meet God. And, and I, you know, I'll just say this. Bill shared this you know, before we went on. But your sermon today actually prompted someone in the congregation. It's funny you said, man, you know, it's rare that I, you know, someone just says, I want to study the Bible. But your sermon today prompted someone to come up the bill and go, I got to study the Bible right now. Man. So you had, this was a sermon today that, you know, and, and I think from now on, you should only hear about preaching as we're going to push it. We're going to tell you on Saturday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See what the spirit does in and through you. Man, please don't you, make me I struggle. I think you've had too much time <laughs> having weeks to prepare. <laughs> but, um, yeah, fair. but what the spirit has done in and through you in just really a short week has really been pretty miraculous. So, bro, thank you for sharing, preaching a great sermon today. And yep. if you've not listened to sermon, there's a bit there's a there's a there's a section in there where you can hear people Lou and myself laughing Jeff just <laughs> doing nothing but telling just 
making the Bible come alive in yep. some pretty hilarious ways. Yeah, fantastic. You know, and I think, and I think, as uh, if you're listening and you're a young preacher, yeah, uh, I think Jeff is a great example of. Uh, you know, w- this sermon illustrates what it means to put yourself in the story, yeah. which is why God cho- chooses to introduce himself through stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear a story, your natural response to it is, man, what would it have been like if I was there? And I think, Jeff, your personality, the yeah. way that you see the world, uh, your, the way that you express yourself, so helpful. And so entertaining and so important that it allows the Holy Spirit to kind of come in and kind of hit us with these, you have an opportunity, you have an opportunity, you have an opportunity. And uh, bro, obviously God used you powerfully today. Uh, and I'm excited for the next time you preach. You get yeah. better every time you do it, man. You no, do. man. You do. You do. Yeah. And so Jeff, any last words for you know our th- Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of listeners out there. Oh man, hundreds of thousands. Man. Yeah, and this, <laughs> this, uh, this is assuming this will be replayed hundreds of thousands of times by one person. By man, one. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we have it on repeat at home. Just so it's a lot of influence. Man. Yeah, that's right, dude. I do want to say I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, my third point. You know, watching you guys go through different things in you guys' lives. You know, the different stories of faith that I've got to kind of like be witness third person and you know just being around you guys a lot is you know a lot of what prompted that third point i really appreciate amen. you guys i love you guys <laughs> appreciate you guys having me on oh amen. love you too brother well one last thing that i, I want to say uh bro i i love the expression being a herald of heaven yeah. oh yeah and uh Good. that's Good. something <laughs> that i will always take with me because i think that is a mm. very succinct job description that we get to play so brother great job today yep i'm vince and i'm bill thank you for listening to our podcast catch you next week all right